Hey, what's up? Welcome to Mirror Life Lessons Podcast, the place where I keep it deep, simple, and spiritual. I'm your host, Kemi, and it is a pleasure to serve you today and to be with you as a part of your day. Listen, I have a fresh word for us today, and if you're not a first-time listener, I just want to say welcome to the family. And for the first-time listener, I would like to officially welcome you as my guest of honor well my goal for the podcast today is to speak truth speak life in you give revelation and some light for god to be glorified so no fear instilled or involved but speaking with the spirit of grace and the gospel of the lord jesus christ so do enjoy this episode and i'm excited on what god will be speaking about today and i will be jumping straight into it so get ready because i am ready are you ready all right so i'm going to jump straight into the topic for the day and the topic is titled eve's hand how the enemy gets you to do his dirty work Ooh, this is ooh, this is one of my favorite topics that the lord has placed on my heart to speak about and but before i get into the topic um for the day i just want to start off by acknowledging the most high god the sovereign god and to pray and to invite him into this time that we're in so heavenly father i thank you god almighty for all that you are doing in this moment i pray lord god that you speak to us directly today into our hearts into our lives into whatever situation we're facing today king of glory i ask that you are completely um exalted in this moment may we completely forget about ourselves but look to you god and honor you and even in areas god where we may have been blind and never seen you god may we see you in a new way i pray for that for our eyes to be enlightened and opened I pray for the God for the scales of our eyes to be removed. I pray for the hard hearts to be softened in the heart of flesh. According to your word in Ezekiel, God. I pray, King of glory, for even for those who may not be saved, who are listening to this Holy Spirit, may you touch their hearts in this moment and reach the souls that need to be reached in this hour for the purpose and for the glory of your kingdom. Lord, I thank you that you love us. You love us so much that you want the best for us, God. You don't want us to just um, suffer or be average or live a life of mediocrity, God. But you're calling us to great and big things and higher things, God, in you. And those things may not come, Father God, in ways that we expect. You know, they come in the way that we need it. Sometimes, God, we ask for things that we think will fill us up. We may desire, Lord, things that we assume will make us whole but you are the one that makes us whole god not the money not the car not the clothes father god the things that our soul really hungers and desires for god i pray for hungry souls and i pray that you also increase hunger in me as well so we may continue i may continue to serve you god and that we may grow in you in this hour and in this time i pray for each and every person who's listening that you cover them, God, and you speak to their hearts directly into their situations because you know them best, Holy Spirit, more than anyone else will. I thank you for touching each life and each heart. In the name of Jesus, 
blessed be your name holy god amen all right so like i was saying the topic of the day is titled eve's hand how the enemy gets you to do his dirty work all right so this is something that was inspired by what i have seen in my own life personally okay (laughs) and i believe god has placed this on my heart to share with you and to expose the work and the tricks of the enemy because the thing is if you do not know who you are fighting against and you don't know the tactics that the, the, the the enemy uses it is so easy um to be caught up uh you know fighting the air basically and losing these battles constantly not being aware on who you're fighting against you cannot defeat the enemy you do not see and so i get really 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 amped and excited when the lord reveals something to me all the time because it just really empowers me to know that he's still there you know he's he really loves us he's always looking out for us he has our best interests, and sometimes we may not recognize it and i'm just you know excited for what he does and how he reveals and bear in mind that the lord does not reveal just to me like he will reveal to you and speak to you in however way in in in, in the situation in your life so this is not just for me this is for you as well who who also um longs to hear from the lord so nonetheless i'm really just going to get into it um right now and share with you what god has placed on my heart so i do not know right how you've been feeling today but if if you have been feeling a little bit down i just want you to do me a small favor okay and just say these words this word is for me today and i will be more than okay okay one more time this word is for me today and i will be more than okay this word is for me today and i will be more than okay this word is for me today and i will be more than okay all right okay good okay so saying a lot of okays but it's whatevs (laughs) it's whatevs it's whatevs all right so um now going back to jumping back to the topic uh for the day what i want us to do is to please go to your bible app or your physical bible um whichever you have and uh please go to genesis 3 verse 1 and um this is something that you can read and study um in your time i would read the whole thing but i'll just summarize um basically what 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 i read but i feel like a lot of us probably know about it at some point we either learned about the story of the fall of man in um preschool sorry in sunday school um one way or another we learned new about the 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 fall of man right so this is definitely about um you know the enemy coming into the garden and essentially tricking or deceiving eve to disobey god and turn away um into her you know eating the apple and you know causing the fall of man so now when we look at the story of the fall of man we automatically think well this is my let me just say this is how i thought i automatically thought you know that adam and eve betrayed humanity i feel like there's probably two kinds of people right now um it could be people like myself who was judgmental 
you know, looking at the fall of man and just thinking, all right, wow, Adam and Eve just betrayed humanity. They just messed us up for all of us and caused the destruction we're in today. Great. My life is doomed. Or perhaps you are on the other end and you can relate to Adam and Eve, looking at them and just looking at some areas in your life where you listened to the wrong voice and believed something that you shouldn't have. And it made sense at that moment. And when you looked up and what you had done, you saw what was left and realized that you had just made a huge mess. And now you're constantly beating yourself up with guilt, shame, and condemnation. Well, well, with all honesty, the person who does that is the enemy. Because he's the kind of person who will trick you into doing something. And then once he's done, beats you up for doing it. You know, he'll talk you into sin. And then beats you up while you're in it. Just to, just to finish you off, basically. And that's what he tries to do. But glory to, you know, the most high God. We have the Lord Jesus Christ who has fought and defeated that. And now we can lean on that in this area so basically that was a mindset that i had honestly when i would read the um story of the fall of man from genesis 3 you know and as i was pacing through reading the story looking and listening to how um you know god was addressing adam and eve you know i when i looked at it i really just thought to myself like wow how bad, how careless, how stupid was I or how stupid was the decision that was made in that moment? But what if I told you, you know, that the story of Adam and Eve was a story of your redemption? No, think about this. Think about this. What if the situation that you were looking at as you're doomed, it's hopeless, there's no way out for you that this story of Adam and Eve, if I can mirror it to your life or look at that, that that is a story of your redemption. I know this sounds, it might sound a little bit crazy and it was crazy for me when I heard the Holy Spirit say this, but I was reading this and the Holy Spirit said, the fall of man is a story of redemption. And I was like, huh? Uh-uh, God, where? A story of redemption? And the reason why I oppose that is because in a moment of pride or kind of just like trying to brush off the voice of the Lord and thinking that it's not, I'm making things up because it was something I had never heard before. It was hard for me to receive that. And that also made me realize that I needed to open up my mind in certain areas and not take credit for things that I am, you know, not even out here in charge of like these revelations come from the lord and so the holy spirit revealing that the story of adam and eve is a story of redemption you know not just for them but for you and i as well was the most beautiful thing like wow god how is genesis 3 a story of redemption for us what like how is that and it's like when god was sitting in that in that moment and just seeing um what 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 Adam sorry what Adam sorry what the enemy had done you know manipulating uh, Adam and Eve that the enemy may have had one plan but the Lord just saw the entire situation he saw beyond that and even in that moment he was thinking about us and he was already setting up the redemption he was already 
prophesying about the Lord Jesus coming. And that was so exciting. So I said, Lord, show me where in the Bible, where in, in Genesis 3 is it um, a story of redemption? What do you mean? And he took me to verse 15. Um, and it said, and I will put enmity. So this is in, in the uh, Amplified Version. So I will put enmity, which is open hostility, between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He will fatally bruise your head and you shall only bruise his heel. So this is God now talking to the enemy after everything that he has done. So you may look at the story or look at read the story and you know when you're empathizing with adam and eve and you're seeing the errors that you the errors sorry that you have have made in your life you know and if you were like me like i was saying like it really really felt like i was doomed <laughs> guys i literally felt like i was doomed every single time i read that story i felt like i was doomed but um the whole after the holy spirit revealing that this is a story of redemption it made me think about things differently because from the perception of judgment right i was thinking about all right they messed things up for us and i was thinking why couldn't they just obey god i mean really was it that hard they had one job to do right because it's easy for us to look at a situation and think that that it's so simple but that was pride in me because truth be told like would i really like would we really is it really any different from the way we live our lives now? Like what Adam and Eve did, is it really different from how we live our lives now? Where we have moments where we disobey God or we have moments where we choose to do a completely different thing. And it, walking away from God basically. And yet, you know, it's easy to look at Adam and Eve and blame them and say they had one job. Why couldn't they do it? So... When I read the story, I was focused a lot on the negative aspects of it, right? Like, I was focused on the damage that was done. You know, I had witnessed so much damage in my own life that resulted in loss, great pain. Um, I even seen myself as damaged goods. And so, at some point, I, I was now imagining how Eve was feeling in that moment, you know, perhaps the regret, the shame, the guilt, the weight of that, you know, knowing that now she is responsible for what had happened. And the, the, this may be something in your life as well, where, you know, there's, there's the stuff that's happened and it wasn't your fault. You were the victim, you were deceived. And you're now carrying this weight of what has happened, carrying the weight of the decision that was done. Yet the Lord says, this is your story of redemption so as i'm reading this scripture um so now this is us you know reading from genesis 3 i mean sorry yes genesis 1 all the way to so i'm sorry genesis 3 verse 1 um and i'm you know going all the way down to now the point where god is rebuking the enemy it's like this thing is playing in my mind as as i'm reading i'm seeing these images and i'm looking at god rebuking the enemy i'm i'm you know looking at the fact that adam was hiding i'm looking at the fact that you know eve listened to the enemy and i miss the finer details of the goodness of god in it his goodness and his mercy in it you know him speaking about our redemption and when the holy spirit says that your fall your fall is a story of redemption. 
He is saying that Jesus is the one. Oh my God. He is saying that Jesus is the one God. The one and true God that Jesus that he is speaking of. I hope that makes sense. Because <laughs> I feel like I butchered that. Like I'm trying to say it in a way that makes sense. <laughs> I really hope I'm making sense. But when the Holy Spirit is saying that the fall, your fall. So whatever fall, whatever thing has happened in your life that you feel like, you know, this is terrible. I can never really recover from this. And this is so bad. Like I messed up beyond the point of even being up again the lord is saying basically that jesus is the so though jesus is the one who god is speaking of when he speaks about redemption so essentially the word redemption was re- was relating to the word redeemer because when the holy spirit said this is a story of redemption when he said he is the one who bruised the heel he was speaking about jesus himself who was to come who was gonna come into the earth and also the word redemption refers to jesus christ who is the redeemer or the the lord god also who redeems and this is the confirmation that i received and really understood and it hit home like wow god my fall is this is a setup basically for my redemption you know the fall that the enemy uses the 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 pain you know anything whatever you have may experience in your life where you have literally held on and felt like ha there is no way i'm gonna get over this thing like i'm done i'm damaged goods no one is gonna want me after this that fall that thing even if whether it's a big or small thing that right there is your opportunity and story of redemption that the lord is currently now um going to you so the enemy had one plan but the lord being outside of time had already seen that moment and he's saying that my child you are still redeemed because this is your opportunity this is your story of redemption wow this is so incredible this is so incredible so your mess is something that the lord basically came to clean right an issue he came to solve he made a way for us to be restored back to wholeness when the enemy came in the middle so it does not matter it really does not matter what situation you're in that is the word that the holy spirit or the lord is releasing to you today your fall is a setup (laughs) for your redemption it is well it is well so do not fret and do not worry and let me say this you know if if you're still perhaps you know listening to this but you feel in guilt and con- condemnation over what happened or um what you did and you beat yourself about it because number one jesus you beat yourself up about it um i don't want you to hold on to that thing and i want you to remember that jesus died and rose for that you know jesus really died and rose for that and maybe you're not saved and you're asking yourself what does that mean you know how do i understand that okay and i will elaborate that in a bit so firstly jesus died regardless of what happened in your life jesus died for that died and rose again for that secondly the enemy is subtle and skilled in um how deceitful he is right so the bible says that 
he will come like the bible says so and basically what it says is that he will well this is not what sorry this is not what the bible is saying but i'm just kind of quoting what i've noticed in my, my own life is that you know the enemy will not come to you or me in an aggressive manner but now when i think of scripture sorry the holy spirit is now reminding me yes the holy spirit is reminding me of how he comes posing as an angel of light so it looks like he could be someone good but no he's actually quite deceptive so you know he does not come in an aggressive manner um where we can see coming from afar because if we saw that obviously he will run in the opposite direction you know but he knows that he can lure us in a way that um will appeal to our senses so if you see a wild animal coming you know you will definitely run for safety you're not going to see a lion just stand there and be like all right whatever dog do your thing <laughs> okay you're gonna be like split climb a tree find something you're gonna find a way to hide because you know that's something that can harm you right so you get off you get out of the way but the enemy will come in a simple subtle or innocent way and what the bible explains it explains it is that the enemy is um what is it the he, he's the most the cunning or I forgot what the, what it says properly in the Bible, but it mentions it. I think in the Amplified version that he is um, the most cunning and deceitful or skillful. He it mentions it in a way where you when you pick up those words, you you realize and see that wow, this 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 thing right here, this thing right here is very skillful in what he does. So the enemy is, you know, that he comes in a simple and subtle um, manner. Um, a very skillful manner that lures us out until we've drifted away. And that that's the key right there. When you drift, it's subtle. You know, just imagine if you're like sitting on... Um, have you ever... I don't know if you've had that feeling. I don't know if, uh, if you're in a... Uh, I can't say a building or, or, or a car or something. I can't... I don't know how to explain it. But I've had moments where I'm sitting somewhere and I can't feel that I'm moving, but I'm moving. If that makes sense. I don't know if I was like in a car or if I was either maybe like your mom is cleaning or something and then someone like moves something. You can't really feel that you're moving, but it's like a subtle move and you just look up, you're like, oh, I didn't realize I was there. And that's what the enemy does is he moves you away from things subtly, you know. So you used to be a person of morals and values, but you wake up and you find yourself flirting with the married male, married woman, you know. Or maybe you were confident in yourself, full and clear with vision. Like myself, and I had a, a personal attack last year that happened in my life that made me now um, fall hard in a certain way. So maybe you were fooled, you know, with, with vision for your life, but you took a hard fall and you end up talking yourself out of your own future and started contemplating suicide. You know, these are the things that the enemy can do. And in the end, now you're sitting in a dark place and he pins all the shame and guilt upon you. Just like he did on Adam and Eve. Making it seem like he didn't do anything. Because notice how when things change for the worst, suddenly the enemy had nothing to say. Notice that. He's the one that starts the fire and then bounces or just watches. The enemy suddenly had nothing to say. When all this chaos was happening, when God said, Adam, where are you? The enemy was the last person to speak basically and distorting the word of god saying that there was nothing wrong with them eating the apple because he he will be wise you know in her own ways and that was the last thing he said 
And from then, her actions took place. Her action took place in that very moment. So he pins the shame and guilt on you, just like he did with Adam and Eve, making it seem like he didn't do anything, right? And things changed for the worst from day. Suddenly, after he had nothing to say, he had, sorry, suddenly he had nothing to say because his job or goal was done in that moment. So when you think about your own life personally, or when you think about someone who can start some like refrain, they will start the gossip or they will say something. But the moment like this thing catches fire and it blows up, this person is nowhere to be seen, you know, because that's how the enemy is. He puts it on you because he didn't touch you after all, right? He didn't touch you. Right, because we entertained him and all we did, all he did was talk to you and you listened. He talks, you reply. You talk, I mean, sorry, he talks, you listen. He talks, we reply. And this is exactly how he was able to engage Eve. But this is not how your story is going to end. Because remember, your story, you have redemption in Christ. So now going back to going back to the question that I mentioned earlier, what does it even mean? Redemption. What does redemption mean for you, for me? What is redemption? So when I first heard the words, um, that word, you know, it described Jesus. And when people spoke to me about who he was to them personally, the common words that people will say is that Jesus is their redeemer, Jesus is their savior. And through believing that Jesus Christ died and rose again for us, that's how we receive his gift and his salvation. And the word redeem means to compensate for the faults or bad aspects of something. Does that not just speak to you, to, to your life in the moment? Because there are things, genuine, if we are honest, that we will experience and we will look at them and like, I don't even know how I can recover from this thing. I, in my own life, personally have seen that. I've done stuff that is so terrible. Um, messed up job opportunities. Been in wrong, wrong relationships. And just looking at the situation and thinking, there is no ways I'm going to be happy again. It's impossible for me to... To even gain back what I have lost, you know, or if you think about just like a great loss of money or whatever it is that you've lost and you might think to yourself like, this was one of the biggest things that I had. There is no ways I'm going to get this back again. But yet the meaning of redeemer or what the Lord does for us, for our souls and our lives is to compensate for the faults and the bad or the bad aspects of what we have done. So what does this have to do with you and your life you know when you think about this what does this have to do with our lives in this moment and you may look at your life all lost and all the stuff that you're doing right now not thinking that Jesus has came for you but Jesus has come to redeem you and I just want to say to you personally the person who thinks that they're not good enough that you are completely done for I want to tell you something that someone has probably never told you before. Maybe they have. But probably didn't mean it like that. But I want to tell you that you are worth dying for. Just let that sink in. No, really. You are worth dying for. I mean, we've heard, we've heard people say, Yo, I'm your ride or die, your ride or die. Really? 
No, really. Because truth be told, those people would split. They will split in a second. They could say that they are your ride or die. But they don't really mean it. But the Lord Jesus looks at you and he literally says that you are worth dying for. The Bible says that yet at, while we were sinners, yet while we were sinners, the Lord had already decided that he was going to die for us. You know, this is, this is not something that, you know, just happens where he looks at you and he goes, Mm, I don't know. You know, they're not really living how I really want them to. That That's not the case. Yet, while we were still sinners, the Lord had already died for us. This means that before we even chose him, before we even thought about him, before we even decided, like before even I decided that I was going to have him as my Lord and Savior, he had already decided that he was going to die for me and show me how much he loved me because the fact that we were separated by sin was something the Lord didn't want to keep going on anymore. And he wanted our heart or my heart, your heart to be completely gone back to his, like for, for us to have relationship with him. And this is something I just want to break down that religion has um, depicted Christ in a bad way, making it seem like it's just so bleh, you know, so bland, just routine or it's just doing all these other things and missing the most important thing which is the fact that the lord jesus father god son holy spirit all desire to just have a relationship with us that's it they just want to have a relationship with us because they love us and from there he takes it from there he really just takes it from there he takes care of everything to prove to you how much God really wants to be with you and how much he loves you is that not only did he just die for us, right? Not only did he just die for us and make sure like he killed, um, I mean, sorry, destroyed all the issues of sin and um, the curses, right? Now we have power and authority in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. To overcome the enemy and all the stuff that he does now because he's already defeated. Not only did he do that, but to prove to you that the Lord really, 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 really wants to be with you. Is that when the Lord Jesus left to ascend to the Father, to be seated on the right hand of the Father. Not only did he just go, but now the Holy Spirit came down to live with us. So when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, now the Holy Spirit is in me. So he abides and resides in my body in this temple forever does that not prove even more like with so much joy that it is so beautiful how much the lord loves you that he does not want to be separated from you from a single moment just from even the resurrection that was like oh my goodness resurrection and he just said like when i i, I have to leave because if i don't go the holy spirit will not come and i need to send you the helper and the Holy Spirit came and he helps us with this fellowship and this relationship that we have with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why I'm really saying, has, have you ever in your life had someone who looks at you and thinks, you know what, you, yeah, you, you, broken as you are, having sex, drinking, cutting yourself, thinking about suicide, 
looking at yourself and thinking you're disgusting, hating on yourself, being abused, all these things. He looks at those things. He looks at you regardless of how much you may reject yourself. He looks at you when he really wants you and he says, yeah, you, I want you. You? Yes, you. You are worth dying for. You're worth dying for. Everyone, everyone that the Lord looks at, they are worth dying for. And this is something I really want this to sit with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking a while on this because I don't think that we have looked at it in that way to realize that, you know, we hear that, okay, Jesus Christ died. But then when you, when you personalize it to your own self and you realize how imperative it is and how important you are to him on a personal level. You know, this is not just all oh, the church, everybody, okay. No, he died for all of us, you know. And when we say all of us, it just means like, all right, God is kind of vague somewhere over there. And, you know, it's just, hey, all of us. And it doesn't, it doesn't come directly to you. And sometimes it's not personalized to the point where you feel it deep inside of you. And that's why I'm constantly repeating this. So you hear it. So your spirit hears it. So your heart receives it. So it breaks something in your mind that has been telling you that you are not worthy to live. That has been telling you that you're not good enough. Baby, you are worth dying for. You are worth dying for. So now when the enemy thought that his job was done with you, God immediately came through and redeemed us with his word in verse 15 that we read um, earlier in Genesis 3 verse 15. So when the enemy thought he was done with Eve, when the enemy thought that, boom, checkmate, I got this. God is like, "Uh, no, you don't. No, you do not. And he showed him who is still God, who is still on the throne. So no matter what happens to you or what what has already happened to you, baby, you have already succeeded. All right. When Jesus died on the cross, he literally said in John 19, verse 28 to 30, he said, it is finished. And when he said it is finished, he meant everything the devil did from the beginning and everything the devil had power in. Now the Lord has power in his hands and all authority and all of it is done. So we don't have to work for that salvation. And even this love that I speak of sounds unfathomable because maybe for you in your life, you have been rejected or not loved enough in order for you to accept something because religion tells us that we have to work so hard. It's everything that we have to work for and earn. And even how we live our lives, we know that in order for us to get something, you what there's nothing for free, right? You, when you, you, you have to, um, you, you have to get, you have to earn your way into things. We work so we can earn money. You know, we do certain things we can earn. We try to earn trust in relationships. We try to earn approval from people. We try to earn so many things. But the Lord looks at you and you don't have to earn a single thing. You don't have to earn salvation. Salvation is a free gift. Just from you believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that he died on the cross for you, you believe it in your heart and you confess with your mouth. According to John 10, if I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken, you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and instantly, just like that, you are saved. You belong to him and he will take over. So in a practical sense, when someone offers you a brand new home, for instance, right? Like, you know, just by looking at this home, like, I cannot afford this thing. There is no ways. 
you look at your bank account you cannot afford this thing um we look at now i'm mirroring this we if we mirror this with the holiness and the majesty and the power of god to try to even be like him is so impossible we look at the way we sin the way we lie the way it's easy for us to even disobey the way it's easy for us to do certain things because of the sinful nature that we have um it is basically impossible for us to any kind of way be near like him be anywhere close to his character or being like him right so it's the same thing with this is salvation you know when salvation is like when someone offers you a brand new home this brand new home being your new temple your new body your new mind like when jesus said um i think it was at the synagogue i cannot remember but then there's there's a part where he mentions that i can tear down this i can tear down this building you know and i'll raise it up again in three days and they were talking about the whole synagogue and stuff and he was talking they were like oh this thing has been what this took years to build this cannot happen and he was talking about the temple his body pretty much speaking about what he is what he has done he's he's his death his resurrection right and so like when the lord god offers you so salvation is like what i'm saying in a practical sense like someone offers you a brand new home being the lord god now offering you a brand new temple this is a brand new life being born again into him and his kingdom born again by his spirit right being his child through the the being born again spiritually um you know you're looking at this and you're like i cannot afford this all right and even if i try to buy this house it's gonna take ages let me be really let me be real and realistic it's gonna take ages for me to even afford it but instead you are told here's the keys all you have to do is move in that's it you have a house here it's my gift to you take the keys like the house of your dreams take the keys move in it's done all pay for you don't have to do anything that messes with your brain because logically and even how religion has wired us is that we are taught that there is so there's no such thing sorry there's so much to 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 work towards and there's no such thing as a free gift like you have to work for something if you really want to get it but jesus challenges us in all of that and he and this is what salvation is right salvation is here and now and jesus just wants to come in and move into your life in this very very moment i really hope this has blessed you as much as this has blessed me because I'm pressing on this because I really want to touch someone who has wondered if Jesus Christ is real, has wondered if God is out there. You're looking at everything in the world and you're wondering if God is still stopping and God is still real. Yeah, God is still real. He's still in charge. We don't look at the destruction that's happening in the world. That does not define us. God is outside of that. He is sovereign. He's beyond all of that. And we live according to the the our faith and what the word of the God, what of the Lord says, what, what the Lord says in the spirit. We don't live according to sight and what we see. So for you right now, who's looking at this offer of salvation, looking at this brand new home that you can get, and you're looking at your home right now that you have this rundown home that is just filled with depression, demons, and all evil spirits and all kinds of anxiety and, and, and worn down and broken down. Your soul is at war. Listen, the times are real right now. The enemy is trying to get more people into hell. And he's trying to get more people into his camp. Trying to recruit more people. 
And for me, I know what it's like to be on the other side and to live in pain. And once you taste the love of God, it's so hard for you to not be transformed. If you have a real encounter with Jesus Christ, you are never the same. Truly, you are never the same. Because your temple will be one way and you switch and you're like a whole different type of person when you are with him. It may happen instantly and sometimes it's a journey. For me, it was a process. It was a process of learning to trust because my trust was broken because I had trusted people and I've seen what people had did. And because of what people have done, I assumed that that's how God was. I assumed because I could not trust people that that means I could not trust God. But people and God are two different things. We're not the same. They are not the same. And it's still a process for me even now. Learning day to day. The Lord is still working on me and trusting him. You know, working on the deeper issues in my life. So it does not matter where you are in this stage of your life. I'm still saying that the invitation is still open for your brand new home. You got the keys, baby. The keys, the keys is Jesus Christ. The keys is salvation. All you have to do is just accept it and say yes and confess with your mouth. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus died on the cross and he rose again, you just confess that and you believe it. You are saved. That's all it takes. You don't have to try, stop having, um, all these issues in your life he says come as you are and he takes over from there because now once you do that the holy spirit comes in and the beginning um of what the lord had intended to happen in your life begins to happen remember you had he had a plan when he saw you and i according to the jeremiah this is my favorite scripture the jeremiah one because the lord says that i have called you and set you apart as a prophet from the for the nations and in other words, like, while we were in our mother's womb, he says, yes, as, 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 while you were in your mother's womb, I already called you and set you apart. So while you were in your, before, sorry, you were even formed in your mother's womb. That means before you were even a living being, before you were even a, 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 a any kind of an egg, any fragment, before you, you could even be detected in your mother's body, while you were still yet with the lord he he already spoken what you will be and anything outside of that the way i see it was it was just a a, 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 um an assignment that the enemy may have played in your life to try to draw us further away from god and which is why i am here again to say that i'm speaking light so that you know and you're not far from the truth anymore the truth being that the Lord Jesus Christ has died for you. You are worth dying for. And salvation is yours right here, right now, and today. And you don't have to keep suffering at all. This Now, when, once you come into him, what I was saying, that you don't have to stop all that you're doing. He takes over. Because like it says in um, Genesis 1, I believe, when God was creating humanity, him, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, all three of them said, let us create man in our image. An image not meaning necessarily physicality, how we look. Because you look at us, we are a beautiful, you know, mixture of um, colors and races, but in all nations, right? It's not about the physicality. He was talking about our um, 
our spiritual nature and who we will be being more like him and that's exactly what the father wants to do for you so remember this my love jesus saw you and i and thought we were worth dying for so let that sink in let that sink in and i don't want you to ever forget that so in any moments where you are doubting if the lord loves you remember that he saw you and thought you were worth dying for and i just want to speak to the ladies for a moment just for a moment right because i mean i'm a girl and i know how it feels like all your life all you've heard from men is how sexy you are or that baby can you twerk for me for men Maybe all you've heard is women saying that, how much do you have in the bank account? What car do you drive? Where do you work? You know, what kind of apartment do you live in? Or you've probably heard that, hey, you know, I heard that you have a business. You know, that's the kind of man I'm into. And that's not, that's not what the Lord has for you. So I need to speak to you now, right now. Into your spirit right now. Man, hear me when I say this. Man of God, son of God, listen to me. You are worth dying for. Woman of God, daughter of Elohim, you are worth dying for. Let there be your standard before you lower your standards. All right. In next episode, I'll be talking hopefully about us exercising our authority in Christ. So I hope that this episode has been something that has blessed you, convicted you and moved you closer to the Lord and helped you to see him in a different way. If ever you doubted him, please know that he is real. I've thoroughly enjoyed my time with you um, and enjoyed delivering this message. And I'm so grateful to the Lord for using me um, as his microphone in this time to do this because this has nothing to do with me it's all about him and what he's doing i hope you have a wonderful day um and i really really hope you are blessed i hope this has touched you as much as it has touched me and i'm just really praying for the lord to bless you to cover you to keep you in all your ways and that you are never the same i pray you have an encounter with him i pray you are changed i pray that he begins to speak to your soul your spirit i pray that he visits you in the night and you are changed and whatever pain that you have been struggling with that today is the end of it that today is the day where it all ends i pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every soul who has heard this, God. Let your word, Father God, go forth and perform its work. You said, Father God, that your word shall not return to you void, O Father. I thank you for this moment, Lord, of your spirit being here and speaking through us, Father. I thank you that distance is not a barrier. And Holy Spirit, you are touching the hearts of your people. I bless the name of the Lord. And I thank you for the for the um breakthroughs, for the for the signs and miracles and wonders and the things that you will do father in the lives of people where they will testify and say that they were one way but since they met you they were another way i bless your name today in jesus name amen my guys my girls i love you and may the lord keep you and bless you and cover you in the name of jesus amen 
and I will definitely be seeing you uh, soon in the next episode. Keep well and stay blessed.